Hello everyone. Welcome to our inaugural episode of our podcast channel Our Journey to Net Zero. Danfoss believes in engineering a better tomorrow and has been a brand founded on the tenets of energy efficiency and sustainability. Our podcast channel is an attempt to capture the insights, opinions, views and suggestions from industry stalwarts, influencers, decision makers and last but not the least anyone and everyone to whom a sustainable future matters. On this note, allow me to welcome our very first guest and it's none other than Mr. Ravichandran Purushottaman, President Danfoss India. A very good morning to you Ravi and it is my pleasure to have you for this inaugural episode of our podcast channel A Journey to Net Zero. Thank you uh, Vivek uh, for inviting me for this uh, pretty interesting topic. If in case you could share your views on our current urban landscape, the underpinnings of sustainability supporting them, and more importantly, the direction and pace at which the Indian cities are growing. When you look around uh, in the world, uh, I think uh, we clearly are challenged on uh, several uh, strategic dimensions. While we have laid out clearly a sustainable development goals. Uh, in front of us what we want to achieve by 2030 from a united nations perspective of course today we use different connotations uh, in the economy like uh, you know we want to be more sustainable uh, we want to be uh, using technologies that are climate friendly uh, we want to make sure that we leave a better universe for our next generation uh, and when you look at india we are still yet to build two thirds of india and therefore Uh, the way we have gone about building india in the last 50 years uh, needs to be redesigned or reimagined for the next uh, 30 40 years i think from a company perspective sustainability is the core of our company it's the dna of our company and it is something that has been intrinsically embedded in the business of the company the technologies that we have done over the last uh, 80 90 years all of them have actually helped our customers to do more with less thank you so much for setting the context on sustainability ravi and that exactly leads me to my second question so ravi we are all looking at an india that is expected to be home to 41 cities by 2030 with 10 million people each in each of these cities though it is definitely an indication of a growing economy what challenges do you foresee when these cities come up in future So firstly I think uh, you know India is a continent of uh, 30 states uh, and uh, it, it's it's a lot more complex than uh, we we can think of we also need to recognize that uh, cities account for almost 85% of the gdp more than half the population of india is also living in the cities and i think by 2030 2050 uh, you will see that uh, urbanization is going to become bigger and and kind of deeply penetrated into the rural india you know i remember this quote uh, from our founding father mahatma gandhi he said that uh, you know india lives in its villages but this paradigm has completely changed over the last 40 50 years uh, of course cities generate more growth it uh, creates uh, more jobs uh, but at the same time we also need to make sure that we need to keep the cities sustainable as they grow and as they create more jobs in terms of reducing greenhouse emissions Uh, we also need to improve the indoor air quality and also improve the health of the population uh, so i think in this context uh, you know we we need to look at um, how do we decouple uh, energy and the development of a city and at the same time make sure that uh, 
we also are doing the right things so that the cities don't become warmer india aims to become net zero by 2050 but it is also a fact that it is expected to witness a massive surge in its energy demand how according to you can india achieve its sustainability goals despite these challenges if india needs to look at uh, becoming a nation uh, net zero by 2050 we kind of need to reimagine that journey and provide the right uh, direction and the impetus towards uh, that goal in my view we have three four large fundamental challenges our biggest challenge is energy access for all you know still 200 to 300 million people do not have trouble free electricity 24 bar 7 so energy access is a very very important element in achieving energy independence in india even though we have celebrated recently the 75 years of independence we still haven't got energy independent as a nation second important thing that i think we need to think about is that the energy transition you know when you look at the first 30 years of india's independence hydropower was contributing to almost 25% of uh, the basket of the energy uh, but over the last uh, 50 years uh, in its journey we have actually started only to use more and more of oil for transportation and more and more coal for electricity and fundamentally uh, both coal and oil uh, have left uh, a very challenging environmental impact and which is leading to climate change and and several other things actually so this energy transition by reducing dependence on coal and oil is going to be one of the impediments for us to get to the net zero traditionally india is a very complex nation we have multiple climatic zones uh, power has been uh, distributed across uh, from a generating point to a consumption point uh, there are kilometers of uh, transmission lines so in our journey to 2050 i truly believe uh, we need to fix these three challenges energy access energy transition and a smarter grid actually all of us are aware that the sustainable development goals is kind of a guiding star for us for 2030 but given the fact that uh, the cop 26 is on the anvil a lot more governments are taking much tougher actions on fighting climate change if at all india wants to become a net zero by 2050 it is our moment now and i truly believe that if we can actually use the success that we have got out of the bureau of energy efficiency by labeling programs and really penetrate energy efficiency which actually is the first fuel coupled with energy storage electrification and by 2050 surely we have a great opportunity to even switch off our oil and coal uh, sectors so this cocktail of energy efficiency electrification and deep digital decarbonization actually is going to help india get to what we call as the net zero by 2050 ambition of india ravi on the similar note while india does aim to become net zero by 2050 Do you feel and what are your views on how sensitive are we towards the need for sustainability the concept of sustainability from a societal perspective are we really conscious and sensitive towards it well i think uh, we have as a nation started to understand uh, what uh, sustainability is all about 
I think our bigger challenge is to penetrate this down to the bottom of the pyramid. I think most of us who are uh, probably in the urban cities understand why sustainability is uh, very important uh, for the future of this planet. We have about 600 million people in India living on uh, the farm sector and this is another big sector where sustainability is simply not understood. There is a very strong nexus between food, energy and water. So the question is uh, how do you envision the future of India by 2050? that dovetails what we do in the farm sector along with what do we do in the urban cities and how do you bring this change through people. I think our challenge really has not been that we don't have the right uh, framework or a regulatory mechanism for sustainability. If I look around what we've done in the last two decades, we've done remarkable progress in terms of the Energy Efficiency Act, the way Bureau of Energy Efficiency has come up with the PAD schemes, But I think what is more important is that uh, how do you reach this to the entire 1.2 billion people and ask them why is this more important, how do we get there by 2050 and what do we do differently. So I would say leadership and mindset are two very important elements if we need to get to this goal of net zero by 2050. Ravi, coming to a very uh, critical aspect of uh, sustainability, especially when you look at it from an urban ecosystem, and that is technology. And especially being the face of Danfoss India, who better to ask this question too. How have you seen technology playing a role in making the urban ecosystem better every passing day? I truly believe uh, technology is a resource liberating force. When I look around uh, this urban sustainability challenge in front of us, actually the opportunity is uh, extremely interesting for a couple of reasons. One, it is not that we don't have technology to do the right things to make our uh, urban cities more sustainable. But what we miss is really the right business models, the cost of finance, the skills, I think these are three important things that is challenging us in terms of adoption of technologies. Firstly, we do a lot of design to make the most energy efficient products. But the fact is when you apply these products in real life, you need the right skills, you need the right designing principles. If you take the Indian context of urban cities, uh, variable speed chillers, which is a very important part of buildings, the penetration so far is only about 20 to 30 percent. But I don't see a reason why all chillers should not be used. Uh, Maybe we are waiting for a regulatory mechanism to push us to use chillers which are variable speed. The point I'm trying to make here is technology has all there. What we have not seen is the increased penetration of the technology in order to make uh, the urban uh, infrastructure more sustainable. And my own analysis uh, when I look at some of the strategic challenges ahead of us is you know, the skill, which is uh, how do you design, how do you apply. Second is the cost of capital, uh, because many of these technologies, uh, it has a higher uh, first time cost, but uh, it has a lower life cycle cost. And when we make decisions in the buying process, we put a lot of emphasis on first time cost rather than on the life cycle cost. So we actually need to look at from a mindset change also, uh, how do we make decisions in daily life? Ravi, uh, along similar lines, I would like to kind of take the question uh, a little further. 
you've seen how buildings have evolved if you could kind of comment on a couple of specific technology evolutions that you foresee in the times to come you know when you take uh, a chiller as an example uh, today you have oil free technology as an emerging technology and given the fact that uh, the energy productivity of oil free technology for chilling applications is very compelling uh, we clearly have seen this having a higher uh, penetration if you want to use this uh, oil free technology you don't have uh, oil being used as a lubricant so clearly you know uh, that also adds to the sustainability dimension all pervasive opportunity exist in front of us using digital to really keep the 24 by 7 uptime of the chillers so i think there's a lot of functionalities that uh, it offers when it comes to uh, buildings but unless we really deploy these technologies we are not going to really change the energy envelope of a building we all need to understand you know when you design a building uh, you design with certain design assumptions but when you operate the building the assumptions are completely different uh, and then when you actually use the building every day even the assumptions that uh, capacity utilization of the buildings keep varying actually so maintaining and managing a building uh, is and the art and science of disrupting the energy envelope is a journey the acrex hall of fame a platform a recognition that danfoss instituted in association with ishre how have you over the last 5 years seen the kind of buildings that got nominated evolve we have partnered with ishre and we have run this campaign called the acrex hall of fame this is a great platform where we look at iconic buildings which are designed uh, and operating uh, with at least 24 months of actual data of the building and use that data to benchmark uh, different technologies we take annually buildings we benchmark them we have a jury that goes in and inspect these buildings and then the best energy efficient building is uh, given an award and inducted into the acrex hall of fame i think we have so far got five iconic buildings into this there is always a belief that uh, iconic buildings always exist outside india but what acrex hall of fame has showed us is that india has actually uh, world class buildings and if i look at all the winners of the buildings and even those buildings which were not winners but very close winners or number 2 or number 3 all of these buildings uh, has done remarkably very well actually so these iconic buildings uh, are truly an inspiration for a lot more newer buildings that needs to be built so very clearly events like this really has helped not just danfoss but i think also the multiple stakeholders the architects uh, the designers the technology providers the end users who use the building the companies that are maintaining these buildings all of these stakeholders are coming on this platform and looking at how can they make their buildings more efficient as we approach towards the end of this conversation i would like you to kind of share a message or a thought that you'd like to leave our audience with i think india is in a cusp of transformation uh and i truly believe getting to net zero by 2050 is really a radical vision and i truly consider it radical because uh, this can actually help us to get to sustainability and uh and in my view we can do it we have the human capital uh, with us we have the technologies with us and what it takes for us to deliver is a very strong leadership and i truly believe when we look back at the next 30 40 years we should be very proud of uh, what we have achieved 
in terms of uh, sustainability. Thank you so much once again, Ravi, for getting the ball rolling for this podcast channel. It has been a pleasure to have you here on this channel. And to all my fellow stakeholders from the Commercial Building Fraternity, we are hosting our next edition of the Acrex Hall of Fame on the 18th Feb 2022. And this time, we are inviting nominations from data centers, hospitals, and the pharmaceutical sector. We look forward to receiving your nominations and we hope you do make it to our Hall of Fame. On this note, thank you so much and until next time.